honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on thesportstuff.com. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves explosion is available on thesportstuff.com, iTunes, Stitcher, and Double Twist. Wonderful pleasure to be on board once again today, as it is time for the season preview for the NBA and the Timberwolves. That's right, NBA season is, well, it's getting closer and closer because they extended things backwards a little bit to free up a little, uh, you know, a little downtime during the regular season so they don't have so many back-to-backs. Yeah, I mean, I like that we're starting it early, but I suppose they'll have a little bit more space in between games. It's good, bad, whatever it is. Um, I don't know. Uh, the longer the regular season, I suppose I will graciously accept it. It's, it's the same amount of games, but yeah. You get to enjoy it a tiny bit earlier, starting off, and of course it drags all the way into mid mid to June. Usually, usually like the second, even the third week of June, if you go to Game Seven. Last year, it certainly did not. So the first segment will be wall to wall Timberwolves. The second segment will be the NBA preview. We're talking about the uh, all, all the how teams will seed and all that. Um, I will mention the second segment was actually recorded first, so <laughs> we'll be jumping into the, uh, be jumping into certain. A denim and errata in segment number three, I'll say. So I'm going to save all the information about segment number two until, well, you get to listen to it and all that. So, since the last show, the Minnesota Timberwolves added Aaron Brooks to the roster, which I'm happy about. Uh, Unable to get um, Dante Cunningham or Tony Allen, but we also were able to reacquire for the NBA minimum or veterans minimum, Shabazz Muhammad. And we'll graciously accept him as well. Welcome back aboard, Shabazz Muhammad. So, very cool. Um, and he looked pretty good in the preseason game against the Los Angeles Lakers. It's the first week of October here, October 3rd at the time I'm recording this segment. So, just uh, jumping on board here, ready to get things started for this club. Exciting to have Aaron Brooks in the fold, the former Wolves killer. Of course, we'll talk about him a little tiny bit in segment number three as well, uh, based on the comments and all, of course. Of course, the third segment always is fan interaction. Everybody knows about uh, Jimmy Butler, Jamal Crawford, Taj Gibson, who looked fantastic in the preseason, and uh, Mr. Thibodeau starting Taj Gibson over Gorgie Zheng in the Laker game anyway. Interesting. Gibson looked pretty good in that one. Wolves crushing the Lakers in that one. Of course, no sign of Justin Patton. And at this moment, this particular moment, oh, Andrew Wiggins' uh, contract should come very soon. Andrew Wiggins' contract should come very soon. Yeah, they've been saying that for like a month. Um, Yeah, like, oh, it should be this weekend or something. Yeah, well, it never happened. So, I don't know. Let's let's get her going here before the time is up and we got to worry about him being a restricted free agent next summer. I don't think I want to go that direction. But, well, sometimes you just do, I guess. Um, Will the Timberwolves make the playoffs this season? Yes. Yes, they will. And we'll, again, talk about that in segment number two in terms of where they will seed. But the Timberwolves will make the playoffs. I do believe they'll be in a decent position. Home court advantage in the first round? Probably not. But other than that, though, I think this club ready to rock and roll. Um, Again, another thing since the last episode. Yes, the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder had had added uh, Paul George. Now they've added Carmelo Anthony. 
for kibbles and bits. No, I'm kidding. Um, some pieces. Sabonis and Enos Cantor on their way to the Knicks. Well, you know, it is what it is. Um, yeah, it just kind of figures. So now the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder have their own big three. But the million-dollar question becomes, well, yeah, there's only one basketball. Carmelo Anthony's a ball hog. Westbrook, yeah, he gets all the trillions assists and all that stuff, but he's still a ball hog himself, isn't he? Especially in the fourth quarter and all that. And sometimes he's spectacular, sometimes he's not. So, yeah, hopefully the Wolves can get over that hurdle. I think there's a very good chance those two may wind up uh, matching up with the Timberwolves in the first round of the playoffs, and that would be kind of fun. Hopefully the Wolves uh, emerge victorious in that one. Chances of that, well, they exist. <laughs> Cole Aldrich is still on the roster and Amanya Bialica is still on the roster of course, Cole Aldrich I think he'll have a minimal role because I'll just kind of go over the course of the players themselves as we preview the season, it's kind of like a, a Timberwolves explosion media day I guess, kind of sort of, uh, Nemanja Bialica coming back from injury they say he's ready to rock and roll and yeah, I mean he's a valuable player, sometimes he's a good defender sometimes he's not, sometimes he's hitting his shots, sometimes he's not, it's all about consistency with Nemanja Bialica, but I think he's at least worthy of being on the roster in a couple minutes. Nothing spectacular. Last year, he averaged 18 minutes a game. The year before, just slightly less under Sam the Man Mitchell. So, well, you know, and his, his three-point percentage dropped about 7%. That's kind of disappointing, along with his field goal percentage. Um, Nemanja Bialica, you're hoping for a little more consistency out of him, and that's kind of the key there. Cole Aldrich, I don't expect a whole lot out of him at this stage, and I never really have. He's not, it's not like I have a, anything against the guy. It's just he's not that good. I mean, let's be fair here, right? Aaron Brooks added to the roster. Is he going to be the second string? Is he going to be the third string? Well, we'll see. Uh, he's had some wonderful moments over the course of his career. I'm happy to have him. He's a spark plug kind of guy. He used to be a starter back in the day. But, you know, as long as he's been around, he's only 32. That's the funny part. He's another one of those guys that you think, Man, he's been around forever. How how old is that guy? Is he like 35, 36? No, he's 32. Um, he's had some good, strong seasons back in the day with the Rockets, like 19 points a game back in uh, 09, 10. Remember when he used to just tear us apart time and time again with Houston. With uh, it, and, it, and it just seemed like whoever he was with, he would magically play well against us with the Suns, with the Sacramento Kings, the Bulls, until like a couple of years ago when he had like a zero-point game. And last year, again, also with Indiana, nothing special from Aaron Brooks, but it was like forever. He would get like 30 points and he would make every three from the freaking moon. Uh, he's averaging, he's averaged 37% over his career. He's had a couple of years where he was either at 40 or slightly below. Um, his best uh, field goal, his best three-point percentage anyway was in 13-14, but very limited action, more of a spark plug at that stage. And that's his role with the club if he ends up uh, ultimately getting minutes, and I think he will. Um, Tyus Jones, that's always an interesting conversation. We could kind of bounce around. I'm going to go to Tyus Jones now. Might as well go to guards, uh, point guards and everything. Might as well go from guards to, you know, from kind of by position. That might be better. And then wind up in the center and power forward, all that. Uh, Tyus Jones, obviously, Apple Valley's finest. Uh, he got basically no minutes starting out the year. Then all of a sudden got some playing time. And then, of course, had to play because of uh, Zach Levine's injury. Talk about a spark plug. He's a valuable asset, obviously. Smart just knows how to play the game, and a lot of us really pining for him to get minutes, including myself. Not just because he's from here, but because he, when he, when he's in there, the, it's uh, it's high IQ basketball. Kind of like what Sam Mitchell used to be for the team when he played back in the day. Yes, I'm that old. <laughs> I remember Sam Mitchell very well. Um, Tyus Jones, I think, is one of those guys. Maybe he'll be an assistant coach one day, much later 
But, uh, yeah, I, I think he's got a lot of years ahead of him. Hopefully he stays with this club for a while, or at least uh, they keep him, and he wants to stay, all that combination. It's a good marriage between the two. It's really between him and Aaron Brooks for minutes, I think, for the backup minutes. But who knows? I mean, you might see some third guard type of action going on out there. Um, small ball, all that good stuff. As of course, Jeff Teague is the starter. No doubt about it. I can't believe how many people are saying he's an inferior player to Ricky Rubio. Are, are you sure? I mean, in some ways, yes. But in general, I don't know. And please forgive the fact there is a fan in the background. It's not like particularly warm, but it's moist uh, outside. So I don't know. I need the air moving around. So <laughs> apologize if it's a little, if you can hear it a little bit uh, in the background. <clears throat> I've always liked Jeff Teague. He's never not been good, other than well, his first two seasons when he started out. Just got in the league. Obviously, his first two years, he was very raw, just not ready to go. And then, bam, all of a sudden, his third year, he just kind of took off. And really, ever since then, he's been a 15 to 16 points a game guy. His assists kind of have fluctuated from 7 to 8 to 6, kind of all over the place. Uh, Not a spectacular three-point shooter, but it's gotten better the last three years. So that's good, Uh, progressively better. Um, Five years ago, though, he did shoot 36% from downtown. He, He can shoot the ball. Uh, field goal percentage generally mm, mid 40s, so that's not bad. Uh, obviously, one of his major strengths is his quick first step. He attacks the basket, he keeps people moving, and I think that's a good thing. I think that's the difference between him and Ricky Rubio. He's able to keep guys moving. Where you know I've said a million times, you're probably sick of hearing it, and that might be why the numbers have been down. But I don't know. I don't know if I've offended some people or pissed people off because a lot of you love Rubio. You know what? God bless him, and I hope he does well in Utah. I'm not going to follow him religiously because he's not on our team anymore. You know, I mean, why can't we follow our own team? Um, God bless him, though, and if you want to follow him, that's up to you. That's great. You know, enjoy it. Um, Sometimes it's good to watch other teams, too. (laughs) We all tend to do that. That makes you a good basketball fan, I suppose. Um, Just love Jeff Teague's first step. I, I love his durability as well. He's really never been a guy that's missed a ton of time. His third season, he only played 66 games. But other than that, he's been pretty rock solid. Um, When year he missed nine games. Other than that, he's missed three, he's missed two, and he's missed zero last year. So the Wolves have the NBA record pretty much for players with 82 games last season. Um, Now with Jeff Teague in the mix, Todd Gibson's another Ironman in this league as well. Andrew Wiggins, uh, knock on wood, Carl Anthony Towns as well. Um, We really, really deeply appreciate that. So Jeff Teague, the starter, and I'm happy to have him. I'm not, like, jumping like a crazy person, like it's Chris Paul at age 24, but hey, I'll take him in a, in a heartbeat. He's been to the All-Star game before. That's one thing that he does have on Ricky Rubio. He has been to the All-Star game, and you know what? That does count. It does. It's not the NFL Pro Bowl where it's just, oh, let's just write this guy in because these other three people don't even want to come. So, so Teddy Bridgewater, you're the Pro Bowl quarterback. You know? <laughs> and I like Teddy, too, but... Still, yeah, that was kind of a little bit, uh, he was kind of thrown in there at the last second. (laughs) Oh, God bless him. Um, Cam Invitees, Anthony Brown, small forward, guys like that, uh, they're going to have a hell of a time making it. Emil Jefferson, it's just, you know, I feel for those guys. Uh, Mello Trimble, some people like him out of Maryland, too. Um, The Maryland Terrapins Terrapins last year had a little tough time with the Gophers. That was kind of fun. Um, Melo Trimble is a good player, but he's going to have a hell of a time making it. He'd be the fourth point guard at this stage, and unless you're going to cut Aaron Brooks. Because I don't think this club's going to cut Tyce Jones. There's always that chance Brooks gets cut, but I think he's still a 
decent player. Uh, Amiel Jefferson, power forward, and Anthony Brown, who played with the Lakers last year, limited minutes, small forward, never know, but unlikely. And even if they do make it, they'll, they'll get hardly any playing time. Marcus George's hunch, shooting guard out of Miami. He's had a little bit of time with the Celtics and such. He's, he's a, you know, pe- people kind of like him a little bit, but, uh, you know, just a, he's another dark horse, though. He only played five games. He was actually with the uh, the Magic. He has the Celtics jersey on, but he played five games with the Magic last year. Very limited. Barely got to play at all. Only nine minutes a game in those five minutes. So, I, I don't know. They're going to have a hell of a time making it. And again, with uh, Tom Thibodeau's very small, very short uh, rotation, it's kind of like good luck. And I don't know. You, you, I would like to see Thibodeau stretch his rotation a little tiny bit. He he really needs to. People, I mean, that was the complaint in Chicago. People were worried about him overplaying guys and then injuries start happening. I'm not sure that's what happened to Zach Levine. I think that was much more of a freak injury, but some of you out there think that is what happened. And, well, I mean, you have a right to, to that opinion. It's possible. That's definitely the fear. I mean, Chicago, obviously, they really threw him under the bus in a big way over there right after he left, but Chicago, Chicago. I mean, hell, they alienated Michael Jordan, Phil Jackson, Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman, Horace Grant, um, everybody except John Paxson, I guess. That's about all they didn't uh, alienate over there. Lord. Um, oh, and, uh, well, I don't know. I don't think they alienated Derrick Rose. You don't hear anything about that, but he's Chicago's own, though. I mean, you can't you can't alienate the Derrick, man, the Derrick. Ooh, ooh, ooh. So let's get to shooting guards and all that good stuff. Uh, of course, uh, I got through the camp inventees. I'm going to consider Shabazz Muhammad a small forward. So you go with Jamal Crawford, Jimmy Butler, guys like that. Who is who? Who is who? What is what? Um, who's shooting guard? Who's small forward? That's kind of the crazy part, but they're just basketball players. Don't, don't just love when people say that. <laughs> He's just a basketball player. I mean, it doesn't matter what position he plays. Okay, I don't know. Swingmen. Okay, guards and small forwards. Let's just get on with it that way. Ah, Lord. Uh, Jamal Crawford, obviously wonderful addition, 37 years old, out of, <laughs> well, obviously he's originally from Seattle, played for Michigan, but yeah, uh, he was highly tattered coming into the league many, many years ago. It's funny how he always talked about being, a back then, on draft night, about being a, a good defender in the league. He was going to pride himself on defense, and the direction he ended up going for a while there, um, much later in his career, Obviously, early on, he was a good defender, but many years later, though, over the course of several seasons, because he's lasted forever, uh, it's all offense, no defense. Once he became a six-man type of guy, the defense kind of tended to fade away. Once he left the Knicks, I would say, he started to get less and less minutes, um, but still still significant minutes, six-man type minutes with teams like the Clippers, mostly the Portland Jailblazers. Okay, Trailblazers. Um, he was with Atlanta for a while, had some really nice seasons there. I mean, wow. Uh, everybody's loved Jamal Crawford. He's averaged well over double-digit points a game his whole career. A couple years of 20 points, 16, 17, 18. Last year, a bit of a drop-off the last two years. It's been a steady decline the last three, actually, with the Clippers. A little bit less minutes for the most part, but about 26 minutes a game. So Crawford still getting very significant time. Not sure how many he's going to get with the Wolves, but i got to think a decent amount because he's just one of those kind of guys. It's like, it's not about when he's going to retire. It's about how much longer is he going to play. I mean, how many more years is he going to play? Um, is he going to sign a four-year contract extension with the Wolves? Okay, probably not, but 
<laughs> Always wanted him on the Wolves and wonderful to have him. He can scorch the net, or at least he used to for the most part, but he's an overall just an offensive gem off the bench and great in the locker room. Never hurt. I mean, see, that's another guy. 82 games last year. Just unbelievable how many players on this roster. We ought to knock on wood somewhere. There, did you hear that? There, that hopefully that registered. Uh, how many of these guys played 82 games last year? <laughs> yeah, tempt not thy fates. Tempt not thy fates. <laughs> Jamal Crawford, uh, lovely addition to this club. Only going to make the Wolves stronger and stronger. I mean, you talk about deep. This team is a lot deeper than it's ever been. Um, really awesome. I mean, we're talking about the Garnett, Sprewell, Castell days. I'm not sure if we're going to be number one in the Western Conference or anything, especially with that stupid team in Northern California that's lurking and just, mm. I know we just all love them so much. We have to love the Warriors. If you're not a basketball fan, if you don't like the Warriors, you're, you're, you're ignorant. You're ignorant. You're just too old and, 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 and cranky and, and stuff and stuff, you know, because they have nothing else to say. So, or just uneducated. Yeah, I'm so uneducated, haven't I? I've been watching basketball for almost 30 bleeping years. Next, um, Jamal Crawford. And I played for a while, too. Uh, not quite that high of a level, but high enough. <laughs> okay, Shabazz Muhammad. Welcome back. Welcome back. Boy, did he look good in that preseason game. Sleek and in shape. Like last year, a lot of people complained about him coming into the season heavy set, and he didn't look so good, but it was the, and, it, and you could also so say it was the fourth consecutive year in his four years in the NBA that he had to play with a different coach. That is a very unique, very weird situation. Came into the year four years ago with Adelman, two years ago with Flip. His strongest season was under Flip Saunders, God rest his soul. He had it for 13 and a half points a game that year. The next year with Sam Mitchell started slow, finished strong 10 and a half. Last year started extremely slow. Uh, slightly less minutes, particularly because of the early part of the season. And he did play 82 games two years ago and 78 last year because early on in the season, he was uh, a DNP, coach's decision, but he was available every single game. Pretty awesome. I mean, how valuable are these guys? It's We're, we're blessed to have so many guys uh, staying healthy, and that's a stark contrast to how things were in the past. Um, Ten points a game last year for Shabazz Muhammad. Got a hell of a deal with him right now. This uh, there's obviously two things, two or three tentacles to this whole deal with Shabazz Muhammad. It's because, well, of course, he's happy here and he's comfortable, and now he gets to finally play for the same coach two years in a row. I mean, for the first time in his career, he gets to play for the same coach for two years in a row. And then you also add the fact that, well, yeah, he is happy here, he's comfortable here, and the final thing is, well, he's got Larry Bird rights now. Larry Bird rights, which means next season. The Timberwolves can sign him to $40, $50 million, whatever it is, given the salary cap. Um, depends on if the TV contract will ever go down, but I don't think it's going to go down anytime soon, right? It's not now because the contract's already signed, so basketball-related income gives the uh, Wolves and the rest of the league a ton of uh, salary cap, uh, ultimately, but not that that matters at this point. If uh, the Wolves do not have to worry about the salary cap in signing Shabazz Muhammad, to a $40, $50 million contract type of amount, which is, I'm sure, something what he will be demanding in the next uh, next summer. Uh, but that's what will be available for Shabazz Muhammad, and they like him an awful lot. So, And I appreciate him, too. Welcome back, Shabazz Muhammad. Thank you very much for being a part of things here in the Mini 20. Jimmy Butler, Jamal Crawford, Jimmy Butler, Jamal Crawford. Well, okay, I already talked about Jamal. What am I talking about? Uh... 
Let's go to Andrew Wiggins first. Might as well. When are you going to sign the contract, Andrew? Come on, sign it. Sign it, Andrew. Sign the contract, okay? Please? Okay, maybe there's a little bit too much lawyer talk going on here, but that's what happens when you don't have an agent. Yep, it's smart, and then it's not smart, and, well, obviously his former agent's going to get a chunk of the pie anyway because he was there the whole time, so he's going to get something. Maybe that's what they're trying to fight over right now. I'm not going to sign it until this happens or that happens. I, I don't know. It's ridiculous how long this is taking. Toronto, Ontario native. Hopefully will never play for the Raptors or anybody else. Andrew Wiggins on the verge of signing a five-year, $148 million uh, max contract. Soon. As soon as this weekend. As soon as last weekend. As soon as a month ago. He, he, very soon. He, he's going to sign it soon. So here we are. Andrew Wiggins, people complain about his defense, and they're right. I uh, came into the draft. They called him a elite defender coming in. He looked like a good defender in college, and then he'd have those spectacular 40-point games on occasion in college, which he's capable of pulling off in the National Basketball Association, or NBA. Uh, the rebounding started stronger in his rookie year. It's funny how his career high in rebounds, four and a half a game, was in his rookie year. Major decline the next year. Last year, slight improvement. Of course, points per game got way up, 23.6, because of Zach believed Levine being out, but I enjoyed seeing Andrew Wiggins uh, getting the ball more often, getting the rock more often. Now it's going to be very interesting between Butler and Wiggins. You hope that, again, like I was talking about earlier, you can almost merge these two guys together in a sense, but I'm kind of partially doing it now. I'm going to uh, dedicate more to uh, Butler himself in a second, but... Um, it's the whole thing of, well, Butler might get more possessions now, and then as Butler ages, Wiggins will kind of slowly take over. And that's usually how things go. I'm sure Wiggins' role won't drop off that much because obviously Zach Levine was here last year. Zach Levine's, Levine is quite a gunner, especially when he led the team in minutes. He led the NBA in minutes, which again, people complained that maybe that's why Zach got hurt. But I think that was more of a freak injury. Zach Levine is not the kind of guy who's going to get hurt that often, and at least you hope not. Um, Andrew Wiggins' three-point shot was improved last year. It was spectacular early and then always. It, it always drops off because it's nobody's that good of a three-point shooter. But unfortunately, it dropped all the way down to 35.6. Not that bad, but not that good. Uh, Andrew Wiggins looking to improve his defense, his rebounding, all that. More assists, getting more involved. He did have a slight career high in assists last year. But again, the 23.6 has a lot of people excited long-term. Field goal percentage has been solid his whole career because he attacks the basket. Um, it's all about those stupid little fadeaway mid-range shots that aren't real good. Um, Michael Jordan perfected those. Andrew Wiggins don't even have the same motion, anything near that. Uh, he's missed one game his whole career, and I think that was for personal reasons, if I remember correctly, uh, two years ago. 81 games in 15-16. The guy is an Iron Man, and we will continue to do this. An Iron Man of epic proportions. A lot of people might think he needs to bulk up, and yes, he's continuing to do that. Um, you, you never want to be too big because then your shot changes, but hey, <laughs> the bigger he gets, the better. Gets some more rebounds and able to power to the basket at a, at a, at a higher rate. Um, love what Andrew Wiggins brings. He's the most clutch player on the team, at least sometimes. <laughs> he's capable of those fourth quarter explosions, which he loves so much, and they're so fun to watch. And those personal battles with LeBron James that especially really early in his career, was very entertaining to watch as he went from a guy who was barely visible because he was so raw the first month or so and just got better and better and better in his rookie year. And that was so fun. And you hope to see more and more of that continued strength, athleticism, 
but he's got to add those multi-facets to the game. You know they're there, they just need to come out, and they need to come out as soon as possible. That's why we're willing to send him to a five-year max contract. Congratulations, Andrew Wiggins, on doing that, on doing just that, signing the max contract. Jimmy Butler, Mr. Fashion, Mr. Mr. Call My Cell Phone, Mr. Whatever it is. Tell me what I do bad or whatever the heck it was. I, I don't want to even think about that guy, Mike James. Mr. Multifaceted. Mr. I'm an underdog and I'm going to overcome it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Mr. Who had to help out a bit in Texas, unfortunately, during that uh, Hurricane uh, Harvey situation. Since there's so many doggone hurricanes, I almost forgot the name of it. <laughs> Jimmy Butler. Um, still not 30 years old. That's the good part. 24 points a game last year. Six rebounds, five and a half assists. Great defense. The guy brings it every... He just brings it all. He brings everything to the table. Uh, misses a couple games. Last year was more of an Iron Man than he'd been previously. But, um, well, if he misses a game or two, Andrew Wiggins just gets more shots, I guess. And some, some certain other players, Jeff Teague, other guys step up. That's the good part is that we're deep enough and we have enough star power at the top that as long... I mean, if it's only one guy out, it hopefully won't kill the team too bad. Whereas in the past, they would just kill us. Like, if Towns or Wiggins wasn't in there, it's, we're dead. Um, obviously, missing Levine was not fun, but luckily, Wiggins and Towns made up for it for a decent amount of time there. Um, again, Wiggins needs to eliminate those stupid uh, midway, long, long twos. That has been a cancer to this team forever. And I don't mean just Wiggins. I mean several players taking silly, long two-point shots. It's been going on forever, way back. Um, forever, pretty much. <laughs> uh, Jimmy Butler again can do it all. He can attack the basket. He can hit the shot and all the above. Not a spectacular three-point shooter. He did have a near career high last year. 36.7, almost 7, 37% from three-point range. A guy, again, who's just a stud and he loves to play with coach Tom Thibodeau rather than uh, last year under our favorite guy, <laughs> the mayor, Fred Hoiberg. Hmm. I almost forgot him. No, 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 I didn't really forget him. I'm just kind of got so many things in my mind at once that I'm just going crazy here. Um, but again, Jimmy Butler brings everything. He even hits his free throws and he gets to the line. Just love what he does. He's going to be a nice leader for this club. He's the guy that officially puts this team in the playoffs, without a doubt. And it's not like without him, this team, there's no chance this team would make it. But with him, it's it's done. It's a done deal as long as, again, knock on wood, he stays healthy and, and and others along the way. We we just don't want to have another one of those years like we had under Rick Adelman. And we don't blame Rick Adelman. It was just a lot of bad luck. It was a lot of BS. So it's nice to have a, a team that's actually staying healthy now um, versus the days of Kevin Love, Rubio, and all that with injury after injury after injury. And it's not trying to hate on Rubio or even Kevin Love, but it just, you know, it seemed like it was just bad luck every year. It got ridiculous. But Butler is the guy that puts us over the top without a doubt really appreciate what the young man does bring to the club now we get into the power forwards and all that, Taj Gibson, Gorgi Zhang I already talked about Nemanja Bialica Nemanja or Belly as we all like to say, Gorgi Zhang signed the, signed the six, uh, excuse me, the five year 64 million dollar extension last year he's worth it to the, for the most part obviously not everybody likes it but we live in the day and age of the massive TV contract the man out of Senegal and the former Louisville player, unfortunately, Rick Pitino is no longer the coach because it's just too much, too too much going on there, and it's just enough was enough there. And God, I love the Louisville Cardinals, and I loved Rick Pitino, and I love Richard Pitino with the Gophers, but something had to be done. Damn it! 
Uh, Gorgie Zhang's value is off the charts. He's got a spectacular mid-range shot. He's a guy that doesn't take dumb shots, at least for the most part. He's a little bit wacky sometimes, a little bit goofy sometimes, makes some funny passes. But how can you not love Gorgie Zhang? Um, a guy who's well worthy of 30 minutes, 25, 25 to 30 minutes a game, 30, 33, God knows, sometimes even more on occasion. He, he's, he's an overall guy. He can block shots, strong defense, quick as the wind. Love having him, and boy, um, now you have now you pair him with Taj Gibson to help out just more and more depth. Because last year, after Gorgie Zhang and Carl Anthony Towns, you just had pretty much nothing because Tom Thibodeau refused to play Jordan Hill, and I guess Jordan Hill wasn't really up to the task last year for whatever reason. I mean, he's a good player in the past. I don't know what happened, but Gorgie Zhang's value obviously off the charts. Love what he does. He can even hit the three point shot sometimes, and his field goal percentage fifty one percent for his career. He's just He's got a nice shot, and he just plays a game that I just love. Um, a little bit of Garnett in him, and no, I know he's not as good as Garnett, so don't flood me with that, um, and don't don't uh, unsubscribe to the show because I just compared Gorgie to Garnett. There's just a little bit of Garnett in him. And another guy. Here we go. Hear that? 82, 82 games last year. This is unbelievable. <laughs> 82 games last year. I've been knocking on wood the whole time, so don't blame me, damn it. Don't get hurt, Gorgie. Don't get hurt, any of you. Please don't get hurt. Please, please don't get hurt. <laughs> Taj Gibson, former Chicago Bulls. More of a backup kind of a guy in his career, but a type of backup that gets tons of minutes. Uh, extremely valuable. Defense, my friend. Defense, as Vince Germano of the Courtside Podcast would say. Defense, my friend. Defense. Yes, uh, not Jimmy Butler, but Taj Gibson. Defense. Yep, this guy can, this guy can defend. He's got a lot of energy. He's got a good attitude. He is a, just one of those team captain kind of guys. Um, how can you not love what he brings to the club? He's always been solid. He's from Brooklyn, New York. Welcome aboard, Taj. Welcome aboard, Taj. Hey, Taji, come over here. <laughs> come over here and guard this guy. Okay, that's Boston. Shoot. Screwed that up. Oh, boy. Guard. Guard this guy. Guard. There we go. That's that's New York. <laughs> oh, Taj. Um... Just, you know, if you want a power forward, he's not going to wow you. He's not going to get 11 rebounds and three blo- three blocks a game. He's not going to be like Hassan Whiteside. He's, he's not like that, but he's going to get the job done. Um, whether he plays 20 minutes or 30 minutes, he's going to do a good job. He's going to get you 10 points. He's going to get you six rebounds, and he'll block some shots, but at the most part, he will be a strongman defender. He will... Force bad shots by other players, force misses, uh, block the vision of the other player, uh, take away passing lanes, all that. The value of Taj Gibson to this team is going to be very, very, very well noted along the way. He's, he's had 82-game uh, seasons in the past. Last year, it comes to 78, so that's still very strong. So when you put it all together, Taj Gibson only missed four games last season. Another very, very healthy guy. Da, 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 da. Yeah, you can hear that. Almost thought I'd call this the title of this episode "Knock on Wood," not season preview 2017-2018, but that's pretty much uh, the theme right now. Um, health, continue to stay healthy. Most of you that were able to do that, and we continue to appreciate what you, what you brought. So, yes, point made. I'm going back and forth on that a little too much. So now it's time for the big boys. Yes, the big boys. We talked about uh, our buddy. Uh, what was his name? <laughs> that's the guy. Yeah, <laughs> that guy. Right. We talked about. Cole Aldrich, yeah, well, he's still on the roster, and we didn't trade him, but God bless him. He's not a bad person at all. Wonderful guy, but, uh, you know, 
Brought more in college than he did in the pros. That's just a fact. Burnsville native, Minnesota's own. God bless you, Cole Aldrich. He's his, you know, he'll, he, yeah. Yep, we already talked about him. We talked about Gorgie. Justin Patton's the rookie. We'll wrap things up with Carl in a second. But Justin Patton, of course, a rookie. Had the foot injury. We're waiting on him. Um, that has a lot of potential, though. Really, really jumped up. He obviously had a huge high uh, growth spurt when he was a teenager. And he became a seven-foot guy when he was a lot shorter at the time. Justin Patton going to be an energetic guy. I don't have a whole lot of a whole lot to say about him at the moment, but again, just the kind of guy he'll at least be a backup center, power forward type of guy. Believe it or not, is seven foot out of Creighton, one of the few players taken out of Creighton the last several years. But um, yeah, uh, has a future in this league as long as he can stay healthy as well. Knock on wood again, you get the idea. And uh, yeah. <laughs> We'll like to see what Justin Patton can bring to this club. Defense, rebounding, and hopefully some inside presence as well. Carl Anthony Towns. A quite, quite a shame he didn't make the All-Star game last year. 25.1 points a game last year. That is a Timberwolves all-time high. Most points in one season. He topped Kevin Love in that category. 12.3 points a game, or rebounds a game, pardon me. And he even capable of some nice passes. The defense still needs to improve, though. Um, obviously, with Zach Levine getting injured last season, that meant more shots for Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, crazy statistic is both seasons he averaged 54.2 field goal percentage, which is hilarious. Three-point shot. Well, his three-point percentage went up a little bit, but he needs to, yeah, let's take it easy for with that. Stick to your strengths. He has not missed a game in his career. 164 for 164. Continue in that uh category if you could. If you miss a game or two, it's not the end of the world, but uh, anything more than that, let's uh, try not to do that. So, Carl Anthony Towns' value is very well noted. He is the franchise player. Um, Carl Anthony, or excuse me, Andrew Wiggins, I think more than capable of being the number one scoring option, particularly in the fourth quarter. Jimmy Butler is going to have some huge moments as well, I'm sure, during the course of this season. Maybe even an extended period where he leads the team in scoring. But Carl Anthony Towns is, of course, the straw that stirs the drink here in Minneapolis, Minnesota. The newly renovated Target Center, 25 points a game. Carl Anthony Towns, I don't know if that's going to go down a tiny bit. I wouldn't be surprised if it did because, well, Jimmy Butler and Andrew Wiggins on the roster. But if it does, it does. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Who knows? Maybe he'll get to 26 or maybe Wiggins will be scoring 26 a game. God only knows how much these guys improved. Carl Anthony Towns, where's the uh, the contract is probably already drawn up somewhere even though he has to wait until next summer to sign it. The five-year extension max contract for Carl Anthony Towns is the biggest no-brainer in the history of Timberwolves' organization because when Garnett signed his extension, he wasn't quite, you know, I mean, it was a potential max guy thing. Uh, it was a no-brainer that you were going to sign him for it, yes, but he wasn't at this this uh, clip yet. He wasn't averaging 25 and 12. The hope was he was going to get there. He eventually did during the Cassell years. His offense never really kind of reached that, but... His defense was, yeah, his defense was at that level. Like, you know, first-team All-NBA defense was Kevin Garnett. So, again, I'm not bashing the guy. It's just he was more of a defender than a scorer. Carl, the defense needs to improve greatly. Other than that, though, I think he brings so much to this team. Maybe gets, maybe like Garnett gets a little bit too riled up sometimes. Like, oh, my God, i got to make this shot. So don't think about it as much. Carl, I think, probably has the ability to be more clutch than Garnett because Garnett was just, I don't know if he was too... Just too excited, too nervous, too too revved up like he always was, and that's why he missed free throws all the time late in games and just wasn't the guy for the big shot. He was a guy for a lot of other things, but not that. Uh, Carl so easily made his little shot over the uh, 
Portland Trailblazers a game winner a year ago, and that was pretty cool how easy he made it look. Um, and yeah, I the guy I've obviously brings it like nobody else. And, you know, I mean, it's almost like no introduction necessary. We know what he can do. It's more about stay healthy, improve the defense, and Carl Anthony Towns will just be a first-team All-NBA player for many years if all goes well. He's a shoe-in for the All-Star game. Other than that, hopefully we get three All-Stars in that game this year. Jimmy Butler and Andrew Wiggins will follow, but Carl, as long as he's healthy, he will be in that All-Star game this year. <laughs> i got to think. Because Carl is just going to continue to improve. He is a perfect example of a number one overall pick that is one that is panning out perfectly. Just improve that defense. That's all I got to say about that. That's the only quote-unquote complaint I may have. Um, thank you, Carl, for what you bring to this club. I just wish some of the players... I, I don't know. I wish sports in general... Now, it, it, I understand everybody has an opinion, but I wish they would just put politics on the back burner... Regardless what party, you know, I mean, even if, you know, because let's just, let's just watch sports for now. If we're going to watch sports, let's watch sports. And that's about it. Because there's enough politics out there already, right? Don't, don't we get enough of politics already? So, yeah, that's what we just hope. But I don't know. Eh, that wish is never going to be granted, though, is it? They're going to keep doing it regardless with NFL, NBA. Hockey, you don't get it so much, which is nice. <laughs> Baseball, well, sometimes, sometimes yes, sometimes no. I don't mean to get into this issue, and I'm going to get out of it right now, because I should, if I, I'm being a hypocrite already by even talking about it, right? <laughs> i just uh, really, really excited about this season. Other than all that stuff getting talked about all the time um, by everybody, <laughs> I'm just going <coughs> to, you know, I'm really looking forward to the season. I think this team could and should and will win 50 games or so. They, they they should win 50 games. But this roster, I think their 50-win potential is very high. I, honest to God, don't see why this club can't win 50 games. That's pretty much my target. 5-0, the big 5-0 for this season. Because of the youth and in time, if all these guys were at, the, at or near their prime at the same time, this is a 60-win team. But, of course, things don't usually turn out that way. Certain guys are older. Certain guys are too young, too raw. This, that, and lat. Obviously, um... A lot of familiar names now in this club. Jamal Crawford, Aaron Brooks. I think that's just cool just looking at those names. Obviously, Todd Gibson, Jimmy Butler. That's cool. And then, of course, Andrew. And, of course, Big Big Carl. Still got uh, Gorgie Zhang and, and Shabazz Muhammad. How cool is that? Both guys from the 2013 draft. God rest Flip Saunders' soul. Yeah. Um, God rest you, Flip. I'm going to remember you forever. This is the Flip Saunders month because, yeah, I remember he passed away October 25th. 2015. God bless you, Flip Saunders. Um, and of course, yes, it's the Women's Breast Cancer Month, too, so I'll respect that as well. Um, but how can you not be excited about this season? How can you not? Um, the club looks like they're ready to rock and roll. And all these veteran pieces added are just going to make this team so much better, so much ready to roll. It's all about staying healthy and consistent and all that, and things should be fine. This team could easily advance to the second round of the playoffs. And go from there. <sighs> and hopefully beat that doggone Northern Cal team. Somebody's got to knock them off. We'll talk about that in segment number two.
are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment number two, the actual season preview segment of the whole NBA here, including the Timberwolves, who, yes, they will end the playoff drought. In fact, if they don't, it would be beyond shocking. So let's start with the Eastern Conference or the Eastern Conference or whatever you want to call that. And anybody that says I hate the Eastern Conference equally, why? Why do you hate the Eastern Conference? Um, You don't hate the teams that are constantly bullying you in the West? Or the teams that are in your way for this spot or that spot or whoever. I think I hate the, the Western Conference equally, not the East. So, I don't know. That's minus 10 points for that statement for whoever said that. But we'll leave that one alone for a long time. That was a while ago. It's just, yeah. I never got over it because I, I just can't. Eastern Conference. So, we're going to do the whole 1 through 8, believe it or not. And I won't go ape crap and talk about every team for 5 hours. But I'll have something to say. Like little bits here and pieces. The usual surprise and flop in each conference. Maybe there'll be multiples and I'll be a little wishy-washy and a little bit in that. But that that's what generates discussion. You don't have to necessarily say, this team, that team, blah, 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 blah. Because, well, it's open season here, folks. Uh, anything could happen. The Toronto Raptors might shock everybody, be the number one team in the East, and they might miss the playoffs. You just don't know. Anything can happen. Let's get started. The number one seed in... The Eastern Conference will be the Boston Celtics, and believe it or not, they were last year. Uh, I almost should say Cleveland, but no, <laughs> I can't say Cleveland because there's too many moving parts there. There's too many possible injuries, this and that. Boston had some incredible additions. Uh, obviously, Kyrie Irving, obviously, Gordon Hayward. I mean, that's really good. Um, yes, Isaiah Thomas left, and he was excellent. It's just, unfortunately for him, the, uh, the hip injury, but that's kind of why Cleveland is going to be number two. Boston will be the number one seed in the Western Eastern Conference. Pardon me, the Cleveland Cavaliers, with LeBron James doing as about as much tweeting as the president lately. Okay, sorry. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, <clears throat> Cleveland Cavaliers are number two. Yes, they just added Dwayne Wade. They just added him, so that's good timing for doing this show. Along with Carmelo Anthony going to the Oaktown, Oklahoma City Thunder, the other Oaktown, not where the Northern California team plays. Now I'm really never going to say their name again because I've kind of had it. You can figure out why on your own time if you care, but I'm sick of the sick of that team. <laughs> See, I almost said it. Boston number one, Cleveland number two. Number three, I'm going to go with Toronto right now. It's going to be a boring pick for now with, uh, you know, the right to change it. Um, Washington should be fourth. Toronto kept everybody that they needed to keep for the time being. Uh, I just, you know, I I like that team. Unfortunately for them, though, you know, they're never going to be Cleveland or Boston. It's just not going to happen. It's kind of like in the NHL for a while there, like Chicago Blackhawks and Anaheim Ducks, teams like that. It's like no one's going to beat those guys. It's just the same old crap. Uh, Serge Ibaka was a good addition, this and that. Kyle Lowry keeping him was a big deal. So at least they kept everybody they needed to keep at this stage. So good on the Toronto Raptors. I think they're going to be the third seed. Um... It's just unfortunate for them. They're just kind of trapped right now. And, you know, it's like you think, oh, time to fire the coach and change things. But it's like, yeah, yes and no. I mean, what 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 else are they going to do? It's kind of like where things were going on with Flip Saunders and the Wolves back in the day, God rest his soul. Back in the good old days with the Spurs and the Lakers rolling over everybody. You know, it's just, uh, it was so damn frustrating. Um, right now, Boston and Cleveland are going to rule the East for the time being. Boston will probably be the long-term ruler. Cleveland is the current ruler, obviously. Um, Kyle Lowry, DeMar DeRozan. I mean, those guys are so good. Washington, you see, it's it's ever-changeable between Washington and Toronto. I don't see either one of them beating Cleveland or 
Boston in a series for the same reasons I just mentioned. The Washington Wizards, which uh, were kind of a prequel to our logo, instead of a star, it's like a, it looks like a blueberry. The little blue, the little green uh, spot in the basketball looks like a little a little vine, little piece of the vine coming off of the blueberry. Washington's looks like eh, I don't know, like one of those uh, one of those I, uh, uh, icicle bombs you get from the uh, ice cream trucks at the beach in the summertime. Yeah, I, I guess that's what it looks like. Um, but yeah, it's the same exact style ball, same type of font, same circle. Yeah, come on, copycat, copycat, copycat. Ugh, I guess that's what they mean by copycat league, along with coaches and their politics in this league too. But yeah, I better cut that crap out. <laughs> with all the five listeners I have left listening, thank you very much, Vince, Hank, and um, I can't name the other three, but Vince and Hank hopefully are listening. Maybe I didn't piss them off yet. Uh, today, there we go, sorry. <laughs> hopefully I didn't piss them off. Yeah, I gotta cut this out. Um, it's like I don't like the Wizards, and I do like the Wizards. You know, I kind of do. They're good. You got Marquise Morris. You got Otto Porter. You got John Wall. Yep. Marcin Gartat. Always like that guy. Mahimi's solid. Uh, he had his moments here and there. He's kind of bounced around the league. Of course, Bradley Beal's one of those good players. They're kind of like the little... They're kind of like a miniature Splash Brothers in the Eastern Conference. Of course, the in the in the in there was a time you thought that uh, Isaiah Thomas and... Uh, Celtics had a little Splash Brother thing going on, but um, and then you had rumors of uh, speaking of the Splash Brothers, uh, Isaiah Thomas going to the to the Northern California team for uh, Clay Thompson, the only Northern California player that I like uh, on, on that roster. I like Clay Thompson an awful lot. Catch and shoot doesn't doesn't do any of the histrionics. Just does the just does the job, and he plays the game the way I love it. None of that pounding the ball. None of that. Give me, you know, I mean, I, I like it that you want the ball. That's fine. But none of the pounding the ball and putting up stupid-looking shots that just happen to go in and now you're the greatest player ever because it went in. No, he just plays the game and he nails his shots and he's good at his craft. Plain and simple. Play, favorite player of the Northern Cal team. Uh, there are rumors about him going to the Boston Celtics for Isaiah Thomas. Long story longer. So, yeah, let's shorten that long story at this moment. The Washington Wizards and their, and their, well, prequel to the Timberwolves logo will be fourth in the <clears throat> Eastern Conference. The fifth seed is going to be the Bucks. How about that? Milwaukee Bucks. I like this team. They're on the rise. I like the players. I really like this roster. Jabari Parker, please stay healthy, please. And I'm saying that with sincerity. I'm not trying to be rude or, or obnoxious. Obviously, the Greek freak Giannis... Yeah, just uh, let's just stick to Giannis and the Greek freak. I'm not going to go with that. Uh, God bless you, and I respect your name, and I love Greece. I love Greece very much. I like the Greek beer, Mythos. It's awesome, especially in this time of year when a little bit of sun, but a cooler air. Um, Tony Snell, obviously, been hanging, uh, still hanging around there. Really developed a nice three-point shot. Matt De- Matthew Matt Delandoba from Australia with his outstanding defense and... Uh, just tough guy, blue collar st- uh, style of play. Uh, Chris Middleton, you could just go on and on. And of course, the one guy that I think is that little X factor, and it's not Greg Monroe. It's it's the guy, the same guy that plays the position that might knock him, that might take some minutes away from him. In fact, quite a bit. And that's Thon Maker. Uh, Thon Maker has a little bit of tiny, teeny, winny, little bit of Kevin Garnett to him. And yes, he does. Go ahead and laugh. He's got a little smoother looking release than Kevin Garnett, obviously. But just his overall model of his game, that's that's the thing I came up with a year ago. That's a new term I made up, kind of, along the way. He, his his game model is that is similar to Kevin Garnett's. Um, I think Thon Maker is going to be a really nice player in this league. The skinny, lanky, uh, 
African center over there to the uh, Milwaukee Bucks uh, last in uh, the last season's draft, the 2016 draft. So, yeah, um, obviously raw out of the gate, but he's gonna continue to develop. He's actually from he was born in Sydney, Australia, believe it or not, but um, obviously African roots, <laughs> long, lanky. He was born after Garnett started playing. That's just crazy. Um, I'm a big fan of Thonmaker, and the Bucks really reached to get him. Reached, in a sense, in the 10th pick. I mean, me and Marcus were hoping he'd drop into the 20s and the Wolves could trade up uh, back in the 2016 draft, and that wasn't going to happen. So <laughs> he'll be one of the reasons I think the Bucks will uh, jump ahead and be a surprise team in the Eastern Conference. Thonmaker will be one of the surprise, most improved players in the NBA this year. So that's one of the things I have. And again, please, uh, Mr. You know, you don't even see him in the lineup at this point. But um, Jabari Parker, please, hopefully stay healthy, young man. Uh, poor guy. Still very young, only 22 years old. So that's the good part of the dookie, Jabari Parker. If that left knee could stop buckling and it could just stay straight when it needs to, that would be nice. Um, but the Bucks. Yep, they even added Gerald Green to wearing that green jersey there. No longer the Celtics green with multiple occasions there. Um, yeah, I kind of talked about the Bucks for a while because I kind of like them a little bit. And now we jump into the great unknown, the murky depths of the uh, Eastern Conference postseason. The teams that will probably lose in the first round back very quickly. Except maybe maybe the sixth seed will get lucky, but I don't know. I don't think Toronto's on the verge of losing in the first round. And if they do, Mr. Uh, Coach... Uh, Dwayne Casey would be in big trouble at that point. I don't think Toronto would lose. I don't think Washington would lose in the first round to uh, those two uh, at this stage. Um, to the to the bottom three. <clears throat> you know, I was thinking the Hawks, and then it's like, wait a minute. They're, they're all gone. Paul Millsap's gone. Obviously, Dwight Howard, I don't think makes much of a difference either way. Dwight Howard's going to Charlotte. I don't think he's going to help their cause a whole lot. It seems like everywhere he goes, he's just a son of a bitch. He's got a bad attitude. He's got a... And pardon my French, uh, just you know, he's just one of those guys that makes you swear a little bit. Um, he just brings his team down. That's just all he does. He he, he just brings them down. So it's like, the heck with that guy. Um, whatever, man. The Hawks were a team that I've liked for a while, but and 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 I got Dennis Schrader getting in trouble. Dennis Schroeder, pardon me. See, I always want to say Schrader because yeah, you get Jay Schrader of the Oakland. Uh, Raiders, excuse me, L.A. Raiders in the 80s. It was L.A. Raiders at the time. Originally Oakland, then L.A., and then Oakland again, and now Las Vegas. Wow, they're the Sacramento Kings of the NFL. They're moving too much. Sacramento Kings are the team that's moved by far the most in the NBA. They moved about three times already, and they almost moved again to Seattle, but didn't happen. Where was I? What was I going to talk about again? I don't remember. <laughs> I don't, okay, Dennis Schrader, Dennis Schroeder of the Hawks. I think they will not make the playoffs. They're going to be one of the kind of the more of the flops, I would say. But um, I don't know. They're going to be one of the teams that's going to drop. It's like you want to say flop, but I don't really see anybody majorly disappointing except, and if anybody does flop, like flop like as in drop from their expectations in a big way, it might be Cleveland because of the tons of players they have with, uh, you know, that are, that could just go down with injury or be an absolute nothing because they're out of gas, like Dwayne Wade and, uh, it just goes on and on and on. Dwayne Wade back with LeBron James, which is kind of cool, but how long is he going to last? Um, Mr. Obviously, Darren Williams, he's garbage. He's done. He was like the best point guard in the league at one point. Now you don't even think of who, like, who the hell is Darren Williams? He's just like some kind of guy who's there during practice time. He's like the third string point guard. Oh, Derek Rose. Yeah, that guy who won the MVP a few years back. Meh. 
He's he's like a big nobody now too, and I know that might just piss some people off, but I don't know. He's he's not the same player, and if you think he is, you're crazy. Not even close. So the team most likely to drop from expectations to me is Cleveland. I don't see Toronto or Washington dropping into like five, six, you know, or anything below that. That'd be a huge flop. So Cleveland would be the most possible team to flop. But overall, teams dropping off from last season, it's gonna have, we're gonna have to call it like a tank type of thing. Looks like to me, Indiana or uh, Atlanta at this stage, they're gonna be the teams most likely to drop uh, further than than like like in a huge way, much further than last year. Uh, it's the dark murky depths. I. I I'm going to go with the Miami Heat. Uh, Miami Heat will have to be sixth because I kind of have to reshuffle the board here. The Miami Heat had a nice little run last year, and they had a horrible record. Then all of a sudden, they started winning games like crazy, and they finished 500. It was kind of cool. So good, good on them. They have a decent roster. They didn't end up bringing uh, Dwayne Wade back. They certainly didn't get to LeBron either. Um, they have Kelly Olenek. That's okay, I guess. Uh, gosh, they have all these weird players. Yeah, Deion Waiter is helpful. Winslow, obviously. Josh Richardson. Hmm. Josh Richardson. <laughs> and of course, Hassan Whiteside. Who can forget him? He's a shot-blocking force and a double-double machine over there for the Heat. They'll lose in the first round to Toronto or whoever, depending on where they are. Sixth, seventh seed, but they will lose there. Chicago will, will take the seventh seed. Zach Levine will come back healthy and, rip, uh, and better than ever. He will have bulked up a bit because during a time when you can't be as active running around and, you know, working on your, your, your spectacular dunks and all that, well, you got to think the young man's going to be pumping a hell of a lot of iron, and I think he will get stronger. He won't want to put on too much weight because he doesn't want to lose that uh, silky smooth athleticism, but you want to get a little bit stronger upper and lower body, and that's what Zach Levine has most likely been doing, and he has been doing a bit. You have some young talent coming in as well to the Chi-Town Chicago Bulls. They're going to get the seventh seed. It's like you think they're going to drop off because they lost Jimmy Butler, but they did get Zach Levine back. Butler's better than Zach Levine at this stage. That's that's a no-brainer. I mean, uh, no kidding. But Zach is going to continue to improve in this league for me. Uh, Robin Lopez was a solid addition. Laurie Markkinen, we'll see. And Chris Dunn, don't sleep on Chris Dunn. Um, <laughs> I don't think he's going to be any type of a game-changer right now. But you never know in the next two to three years. I, I don't think Chris Dunn's going to be a flat-out uh, Johnny Flynn-level bust. Still have uh, Miritich and all that. They'll be good enough to make the playoffs and be a sacrificial lamb to LeBron and co. Or the Boston Celtics or whoever they were. Uh, whoever they're going to be. They were the Celtics last year. The eighth seed is going to be the bigger surprise in the East. And a lot of people like them, so it's not a huge surprise that I'm picking them. But I think they're going to make it. Uh, they're plucky. They they have some nice little players, and that's the Philadelphia 76ers. And it's kind of like, well, who's going to knock them out of the playoffs anyway? Charlotte? No. Orlando? No. Indiana? No. Detroit? No. So why not? Why shouldn't the, you know, the New York Knicks? Yeah, give me a break. They're probably going to win 16 games this year. So why shouldn't the Philadelphia 76ers at least get the 8th seed this year? So... I think they will. They won 28 games last year, which was kind of surprising. Uh, the young Aussie there wasn't even available. That being Simmons with that ACL situation. Uh, it, you know, that's the one thing, though. These guys need to stay the frick healthy. Oh, and by the way, Markel Fultz, too. Yeah, number one overall pick in the NBA draft. You get J.J. Redick to bring something to the table as well. Robert Covington plays a nice little role there. Uh, man, I mean, it's a nice team. It's a nice team. They, they they should at least be the A seed. Maybe they'll jump all the way up to six or uh, you know five or six. 
they could if people stay healthy, but the consistency or lack thereof of Joel Okafor, uh, Joel Embiid is extremely good, but he gets, you just never know if the guy's ever going to play again, like sometimes. I mean, you know, is he the next uh, uh, Greg Oden? I, I don't know. At least he came back, unlike Greg Oden. It took him about seven years for that guy to come back. Uh, but even Jared Bayless, nice little player. Uh, they have all kinds of talent there in that backcourt, and they have good men up above too. Ben Simmons can pretty much play anywhere. That's what's cool about him. He can be a point guard. He can be a power forward. So, kind of cool. Uh, Darko Saric as well. Amir Johnson. They have a full, full little roster. Philadelphia is a team to watch this year. If No matter how much uh, you might not want to watch the Northern Cal team, maybe you're either boycotting them for whatever reason, or you don't need to boycott them, or you're one of the people that loves them to death. Regardless, you know, I'm just talking to two sides of the spectrum here. <laughs> Either you love them to death or you hate them with a passion. You're going to like to watch the Philadelphia 76ers this season. And, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm going to be one of the people interested. Uh, to think that they won 28 games in having lost their last, their last eight games of the regular season, pretty impressive, actually, the fact that they still got to 28. So, to me, they're a no-brainer. They're, they're a no-brainer to at least get in that bottom three in the Eastern Conference. So the surprises are the Bucks and the Philadelphia 76ers. They will be very strong teams this year. I think the Bucks are going to move way up to the fifth seed. They're going to they're going to they're going to knock on the door of upper 40s there. I think, and I think Philly is going to at least get to 40-ish wins, and they're going to make it a little bit interesting there in the Eastern Conference. Indiana and what was the other one? Indiana and Atlanta, I think. Two teams that I really liked back in the in the, in the the 90s are going to drop off the face of the earth. They'll be way up there in the lottery, in my humble opinion. And that's about all there is to it. So let's move over to the Western Conference. I hate the Western Conference, except the Timberwolves. I really do. <sighs> hate them. Uh, Dallas is bringing in a nice young point guard. Good for them. But other than that, this is Lincoln House to play. They're not going to go anywhere right now, and good on them. Um, build their build your roster, bring in some players like the Wolves did. Um, you know, at least bring in the right people. Uh, Nerlens Noel was a nice addition. If he can stay healthy, got another one. Seth Curry, very similar to the Northern Cal point guard. Um, no, not very similar, but a younger brother is starting to show a little bit of the Northern Cal guy. Uh, he's doing a good job, the younger brother of the other S. Curry, <laughs> doing a good job out there. Harrison Barnes ended up being a pretty good addition, albeit way, way over overpaid. What the hell, man? But welcome to the NBA. Uh, Harrison Barnes did end up being a nice addition to the Mavericks to help replace Dirk Nowitzki in the offensive side of the game. Dirk, the man from Germany, <laughs> the German giant, the legend from Germany, is nearing the end of his career, but still going fairly strong at times. Definitely a slow down a bit, but still can scorch that net. Still has that nice quick step, but more than anything, the quick release and the beautiful shot. Uh, but unfortunately, the Mavericks will not make the playoffs. Look, look at me going in depth though in the Mavericks. What the heck? But uh, I don't know what made me do that. But yeah, they have some nice depth at point guard though. Dennis Smith and Seth Curry. Seth Curry. Yes, that was not a uh, slip of the tongue there. Seth Curry. Let's talk about the Gore of the Northern Cal team. They will have the number one record in the Western Conference for obvious reasons. They have way too many players, just way too many. Like it or not, the salary cap space is available, and a certain thundering thunder cat that did not want to stay in Oklahoma City anymore because he was getting tired of uh, Westbrook's attitude, I'm pretty sure. 
I mean, I don't know. Westbrook's got kind of a little bit of attitude. Just wait to just watch the Thunder explode in on themselves. But that could happen very easily. They're going to win games, but I think they're going to implode when it's playoff time. Be at the Thunder. I wish the Warriors would implode, but you know, and you know, they have that ever imploding ability. They're the kind of team that, you know, they're not the Bulls. They don't have the mental toughness that the Bulls had. They don't have the mental toughness that the Spurs had. They don't have the mental toughness that uh, the Lakers had. You know, and I'm talking the recent Lakers and the recent Spurs. They don't have that kind of mental toughness. They're kind of, you know, yeah. They're the kind of team that gets punched in the mouth and then things happen. But now, unfortunately, unfortunately, it doesn't matter because there's too many good players. That's the problem. That That's what happened last year, and it looks like it'll probably head that direction again this year. <sighs> yeah, I mean, right now they're number one in the West with a bullet. I mean, they just are because there's just too many options, and Kevin Durant's funny even better than the other guy. So um, you still have Clay Thompson. You still have uh, Draymond Green. God, that guy's a son of a biscuit. But, yeah, you know, good on him for playing hard. He's the Dennis Rodman of that club. And, yeah, the Northern Cal team stays number one in the West. Number two, it's a bit of a debate. It's going to be a Texas two-step, regardless. Two and three will will come out of Texas, and it ain't the and it ain't the Mavericks. That's for sure. They're not going to make the playoffs. And if they do, I'd be yeah. I don't know. That'd be weird. It'd be kind of stupid, actually. Is it Houston? Is it the Spurs? Um, you just flat out add Chris Paul to the roster. I mean, boy, that's pretty good. Um, and you know, the Clippers did get players in return, but it wasn't a fair trade. I mean, if you think it's a fair trade, you're on crack. <laughs> You're on crack, man. Um, Chris Paul, James James Harden. See, the good part is, it's like they like to pass a lot, but they also are capable of hitting many shots along the way. Eric Gordon is extremely clutch, and he can really shoot. Luke Richard Monmute, nice little, nice little uh, uh, Bruce Bowen-like addition to the um, Rockets. He's not as good as Bruce Bowen, but he still plays a role like that. Um, nice, strong defender. Obviously, Trevor Ariza. I've always liked him as a rocket, and he did really well in the Lakers years ago, too. P.J. Tucker is going to be another one of those, you know, all the guys at small forward right now. You know, you're looking at them. They're, they're just nice, smart additions. Trevor Ariza can be clutch. Tucker's good defensively, and Luke Richards, same thing. Ryan Anderson could shoot in, in, in his sleep. So, yes, uh, Houston, to me, I think they're going to win more games than the Spurs right now. I don't know. I think they're going to win more games than the Spurs because that's a huge addition. It really is. Um, what they're going to do after that, I don't know. Uh, it'd be nice to see Chris Paul finally get to the West Finals for the first time in his life. He's had many opportunities to get there, and they just don't do the job. The Clippers, that is. So I'm going to say Houston's going to have the number two record in the West. I may be dead off, but... Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I think Chris Paul's good for another, for an extra six wins or so compared to their 55 last year. Um, Harden really entering his prime at the moment. The Spurs, the rulers of the West and the 2014 NBA champions, along with three other titles and holders of uh, one of the best players in all of basketball, a top three guy with LeBron James and Kevin Durant, I gotta say. After that, you got Northern Cal guy and I don't know. <laughs> Uh, Harden, West, well, Westbrook, all those guys. It, it's kind of like a multiple waves there, but I mean, if Kawhi Leonard left the Spurs, they wouldn't even be a playoff team to me. I mean, 
they'd be close. I shouldn't say that. I mean, they have a lot of depth, but at point guard, it's getting real ugly, and that's kind of why I think the uh, Spurs are not going to beat the Rockets this year. I don't think so. Uh, last year they did, and I don't think they will this year. Uh, LaMarcus Aldrich, I'm not a fan. I think he's soft. I think he's, <clears throat> I don't know. I think he's overrated. I think he's lacking in a lot of things. Uh, Rudy Gay's a okay addition. We'll see what happens there. I'm not a huge fan of him either, but mm, he'll be a help. I don't know. <sighs> I don't know. I mean, I, I can't believe Parker and uh, Ginobili are back. That's just kind of weird. Um... I can't even believe it. This has got to be it, right? I mean, that's too many, too many years. Obviously, Parker's not as old as Ginobili, but he's just, he, he's cooked as a player. I mean, Patty Mills can shoot. Is he really a point guard? You know, I mean, this was, this was the summer year that the Spurs were hoping to get a Chris Paul or a Kyle Lowry, and they didn't do it. So here they are right now. Um, hmm. Here they are right now. Hi, I'm seeing something in the background. <laughs> but, um... I think that's pretty much the end of the story for the Spurs um, winning the Western Conference right now because of the Warriors and, of course, the, I uh, hope I said it, but, yeah, I can say their name, and the uh, Houston Rockets right now and hopefully the Wolves coming up here. We'll see how far things go. With that, uh, let's move on. The fourth seed is going to be a debate between a lot of people because of the acquisitions of, of course, uh, Paul George is a nice little addition to the Thunder. We weren't sure how great that was going to make them. Was it going to keep them in sixth place in the West, or was it going to move them up higher? Last season, the Thunder were sixth, and or were they sixth or seventh? Let's see. They were sixth, I believe. Yes, they were sixth. In the, yeah, i got to stop saying that number. I don't want to say it three times. Uh, seven, seven, seven. There we go. They were that spot. in the. But you had Paul George and Carmelo Anthony. It's an ever-implodable team. Um... Westbrook has a bad attitude sometimes, just like other people. Like, there's a million people that have a bad attitude in the NBA. Like, Chris Paul has an attitude, that's for sure. But, um, he was a hell of a player, Mr. Triple Double. I mean, it was cool to see what he was able to accomplish last year. It's accomplished, you know, only one other guy did it, pretty much. That was the, the big O. Um, whether you can compare the two, I have no idea. I'd like to believe that Oscar Robertson was better, but I can't prove it. So that's the crappy part. I can't prove it. <laughs> the Wolves are actually playing in the preseason right now. That's fun. Um, but, you know, it's the preseason. So I'm here to do the talk about the regular season coming up. Thunder or Wolves here for me. I mean, the Wolves or the Thunder are going to be the fourth and fifth team. Right now, I'll go with the Thunder. And it's not, you know, obviously they're, they're, they're established. And, you know, if all goes well, they'll get the fourth seed. And. We'll be playing the Thunder in the first round either way. I think Minnesota and Oklahoma will play in the first round, and I think the Wolves can beat them, uh, believe it or not. I'd like to believe they can, but the fact of the matter is this group has never played together. Uh, Wiggins and Towns have played together, not Wiggins, Towns, Jimmy Butler, Jamal Crawford, Jeff Teague, and all that. A lot of you are pissed off about Rubio leaving. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm kind of neutral on it. I like Jeff Teague a lot. I like what he brought to the league. I like the quickness in his feet. He's got a first step that, that is, I think, difference-making. It makes players back off a bit. Rather than sag off, they back off a bit. They have to respect him. Um, they, they get pushed backwards defensively. He can fake guys out and then look for his own shot rather than, you know, sag off Rubio. I talk about it too much, but sag off Rubio and look for the uh, the turnover. 
that's kind of uh, the case there for me. Um, I'm going to go with the Thunder 4 and the Wolves 5 in a first-round matchup that I think the Wolves could win. Best out of 7, I think the Wolves could beat those guys. Uh, established talent for talent, the Thunder should be better, but again, the personalities. Uh, Carmelo Anthony's a ball hog. Russell Westbrook, even though he gets a kajillion assists, he's a ball hog too when it comes to the, the in, in the clutch, and he's not always clutch. He can be, but he's not always. He's a little bit more crazy than clutch. You know, he he's one of the he's an example of a guy. See, you know how J.J. Barea was a guy who would pound the ball and shoot too much, he, but like where Westbrook's an example of a superstar player with that J.J. Barea kind of mentality. That's the thing, and that's what I think Curry is too, in a sense, the real Curry, the Steph Curry, the Northern Cal guy. Um, but then they just freaking go in. Like he'll take stupid shots, but they go in because he's such a good shooter. Uh, Westbrook is a little bit worse about it than Curry, and obviously he has more weapons around him, and that's what helps too. And I mean, the weapons are just ridiculous in Golden State at this point. That's why I can't imagine anybody beating them right now. And I hate saying it. I hate it. I want to say the Warriors are going to lose like in the second round, but there's nothing I can do. I mean, if if I say that, you'll just say, yeah, okay, sure. Sure, Joey, we'll see. <sighs> Wolves, Thunder, Wolves, Thunder, Wolves, Thunder, Wolves, Thunder. Wolves will be fifth, but have every right in the world to beat the Thunder in the postseason. Just look at it that way. We'll see who's the fifth and who's the fourth after that playoff series. And that would be great to see the Wolves win a playoff series right away and make some noise there. And then then we would be playing, well, we'll see. Well, we might end up having to play the Warriors next, depending on the situation. So, <laughs> well, we made things interesting for a little while against the Warriors um, for a couple of minutes in April 2016. But, um, yeah, we'll leave that alone for now. God, this is driving me nuts. This thing's going off every 10 seconds. Um, six seed. See, this is where it gets murky again. Six seed. I I don't know, man. It ain't going to be Memphis. They lost everybody. So they're one of the teams that's going to drop off. I The Clippers, maybe. I don't know. Um, Denver. I think Denver's going to be six. Uh, Paul Millsap, nice addition. Uh, Denver should win more games than last year. I think Denver's better than the Clippers. Not by a whole lot, though. I, I, I think it's teams like Denver, the Clippers, and New Orleans or Utah, teams like that. It's all going to be interchangeable. Um, just who gels better and all that. Who overcomes losses better. Who... God, I'm tired of this thing. Who... Rises to the occasion. Who reaches their potential. This and that. Um, who stays healthy between, like, Denver, Utah, the Clippers, and New Orleans, I think. Uh, Sacramento, some people even as well would say, because they, they added a hell of a lot of pieces. Um, Denver getting Paul Millstep was a nice addition. Uh, Golinari went to the Clippers. That's, you know, he's not a bad addition. They also got Patrick Beverly. That's not bad either. Jamal Murray, I like a lot. I really like Jamal Murray a lot. Uh, Emmanuel Mudiay has a chance to get better. Uh, Gary Harris is a just wonderful player. I love Gary Harris. I'm going to go with the Denver Nuggets sixth right now. I mean, I, I think it's a complete roster. Um, I, I really do. Wilson Chandler's value, all that. Will Barton's solid. Jokic at center. Mason Plumlee's helpful. 
We'll just call him that. Helpful. That's a nice term, I think, and a, hel- a helpful backup player. Portland's in the mix. Obviously, they have a little Splash Brothers Northeast there. They have a Northeast version of the Splash Brothers. I mean, I love that backcourt. Just the best, just one of the best in the league. Maybe second, third best in the league between them and uh, Toronto. We know who the best backcourt in the league is. Yes, it's Northern Cal. We, I got it. I don't have to like it, but I, I got it. <sighs> Portland's one of those sneaky little teams. Best backcourt, man. I mean, I, I love it. Evan Turner's okay. Shabazz Napier hasn't done anything. Hark, Harkless is, well, I don't know. I think Portland is going to... I think Portland's going to miss the playoffs, just barely. Like, they're going to be right there. Uh, Portland, yeah, so Denver's sixth. I'm going to have the Clippers at eight or seven. It's between the Clippers, Denver, Utah at this point. I think Portland's going to be out. They're going to be the odd one out. They'll win something like 39, 41 games. It's going to take a little more than that this year. I think a little more. It's not going to be like a few years ago where you have to win like 51 games to get the eighth seed. Uh, now this thing stops making all that damn noise. <laughs> God, that was getting on my nerves. Um, I don't know. Shoot. It's not going to be the Lakers or Phoenix, Dallas. Or any of them. They're not making it. Um, the Lakers are going to be in the hunt, though, Vince. Uh, I think they're going to be the surprise team in the Western Conference in terms of they're going to be in the mix. They're going to be they're going to be kind of good. Uh, Sacramento is got a little surprise to them as well. De'Aaron Fox, really nice addition from the draft. George Hill, awesome addition in free agency. A little expensive, but valuable. Buddy Hill, will he ever do anything in this league? We're waiting. Uh, Willie Cauley-Stein, is he going to get to the next level at any point? I don't know. Kokuvos is what he is. He's a solid role player. Zach Randolph, I mean, the older he gets, the he just still can play. He can still play. I mean, you're just waiting for the guy to literally fall apart, but he can still play. Uh, Vince Carter, cute little addition, I guess, but, I mean, he'll be fun to watch. And just the appreciation of him lasting as long as he did. Some Usually those kind of guys, they flame out when they're like 35 because the athleticism's gone. Uh, and, you know, the special skills kind of t- tend to diminish at that point because they're more worried about making the spectacular play. Unless your name is Michael Jordan. And um, But uh, Vince Carter has hung on for a long time. He He's going to leave the league without a, without a ring. That's... Probably a given. I don't think Sacramento's going to win a ring. <laughs> uh, I think Sacramento misses the playoffs. It's like you look at the roster; they're kind of they're just like Portland. You know, they're 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 pieces, but some of them are too old, and the others are unproven. And then the other guys, they're good, but they're not great. Like George Hill's good, but he's not a great player. Uh, you you you'd, you'd have to get like a Kyle Lowry, I think, type of guy instead of George Hill for Sacramento to sneak into the playoffs, and just, they would just sneak in and lose right away to. Northern Cal or to Houston or something. Um, Denver is going to be 6th. Clippers will be 7th. And the New Orleans Pelicans will be 8th. New Orleans Pelicans. There's my there's my gavel. So there it is. Uh, there's your conferences. Aren't you happy? Uh, <laughs> I'm trying my best here. Uh, hopefully that's the... Uh, that's the situation there. Um, so we're going to go with uh, Boston, number one in the East. 
So, yeah, Eastern Conference in quick recap. Boston 1, Cleveland 2, Toronto 3, Washington 4, Milwaukee 5, Chicago 6, no, Chicago, Miami 6, Chicago 7, Philly 8th. Bucks and Philly will be the surprise. The flop or tank will be Indiana and Atlanta in the Western Conference, Northern Cal. Uh, second second seed will be Houston. Third seed will be Spurs. Fourth seed will be Thunder. Five, fifth seed will be Wolves, with, the, with which will reserve the right to beat the Thunder in the playoffs. Sixth seed will be Denver with their nice additions. Um, though that's interchangeable, too. I, I think they're dangerous. Uh, Clippers will be seventh, and the, the Pelicans will be the eighth seed with their ever-talented roster. Um, they've underachieved the last couple of years, but i got to think they're going to break back into the playoffs again. Surprise team will be the Lakers and the flop team. I, I was thinking Clippers. It, it, I, I don't know. It, it, there'll be a flop in terms of how much they'll drop off, but they'll still make it. Um, it'll just be like a huge drop-off for me, and that's going to be kind of about it uh, other than that. Because I don't know if Portland's going to really drop off the map, Uh it's the Thunder. The Thunder are the team that I think could be the team that blows up. You know how Cleveland could blow up and drop into the, into the, into the. You know they could fall into the uh, San Andreas Fault or something like that. That team in the in, in the Western Conference, that team is the Thunder. So they're the team you put a little star next to their name with the, the older star players. Everything could just blow up and they could be a disaster, and you know wind up in the sixth or seventh spot. Um, I don't think Cleveland will fall that far. But if they fall, it could be to third or fourth or something, and that would shock everybody. Or say they're number two, but they get crushed by Boston, like swept, and they're not even a competitive team in the Eastern Conference Final, uh, and they would just limp into that series in the first place. So that's kind of where I see things at this stage. That's it. Uh, It's been a really, really fun segment. I've enjoyed it very much. So now we'll be back for some fan interaction. We are back here on Timberwolves Explosion for the third and final segment of this season preview spectacular, or at least I think it's spectacular. I hope you do. <laughs> the Megasode for Timberwolves Explosion. And guess what? It's so spectacular that I already have to start out things with an addendum and errata from the last uh, segment. I forgot to mention the uh, yeah the conference finalists and the eventual NBA Finals and champion in the prediction segment there. I mean, I was going to get to it, and it was right there in front of me, and I just didn't do it. It's too late, so that's great. Let's get to it right now. Uh, the Eastern Conference, well, for, to me, it's a no-brainer. It's going to be a rematch from last year. Boston made some wonderful additions. Gordon Hayward, of course, Kyrie Irving. I mean, you think right away that makes them Eastern Conference champions, right? You know, well, Cleveland added Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade. They added Derrick Rose. You think right there, that's just damaged goods, old age, blah, 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 blah. But LeBron James, to me, is still the best player in the world, and until proven otherwise. Uh, if there's some kind of a blow up there and things just go south like it can easily do with these teams when they bring in really, really old players, not even necessarily a blow up, but just, you know, people get hurt, like people blow a tire, so to speak, that type of thing. And it tends to happen a lot. Um, but if all goes well... Like, it very well could, and you got the depth and everything with Cleveland right now. They should still win the Eastern Conference, because Boston hasn't proven anything. 
Cleveland just kind of rolled over that club last year. Uh, Kyrie Irving was on <laughs> Cleveland. That's the one thing that's major. And Isaiah Thomas was on Boston. Uh, now Isaiah Thomas is on Cleveland. And it just it makes things really interesting, kind of weird. But as of right now, I'm going to give the edge to Cleveland. But they'd have to do it on the road like they did last year, that type of thing. Boston's going to have home court advantage like they had last year, the first seed. I think Cleveland will outlast the Boston Celtics in six or seven LeBron James has proven he can win Game 7s, and that's just who he is. So I think even if it's a seventh game in Boston, TD America Garden, let's just call it the Boston Garden, even though it's a much different building. Um, Yeah, I think Cleveland's going to win that thing in 6 or 7. Western Conference, it's not going to be the Spurs again. Um, And we know the doggone Mickey Frickin' Northern Cal team is going to win the Western Conference until things change, because nobody can guard that many players. You know, I had to just sit down last year when it got to the finals and just accept it, you know, accept it as is. Not because I like it at all. I hate the Warriors. Or I said the name again. I can't stand them. And I don't know. I mean, I could name the reasons. And you know what? You can love them all you want. They're the best thing to ever happen to basketball. I disagree. Um, the Bulls in the 90s were one of the great things. I think the best thing that ever happened to basketball was Magic and Bird. That got the whole thing started. So a lot of these guys owe a little bit of, you know, Wink, at least a wink and a smile to Magic and Bird because they really kind of got things going. Yes, these guys carry the torch nicely, and it's a you know, and I love you know, if I love one warrior, it's Clay Thompson, and I've mentioned that a million times. Uh, they will be back in the Western Conference. That's a no brainer. I think their opponent in the West right now, today, it's either going to be the Thunder, say, if they get past the Wolves, they have to get past the Wolves first in the first round because they do have the Thunder and the Wolves in the first round, as long as they get past the Wolves. If hopefully the Wolves knock them out. But either either the Thunder or the Houston Rockets. Uh, the Rockets, I think they're going to go back to the West Finals. That's where I'm leaning. you got Chris Paul. He'll finally get out of that second round. I think they're a little teeny bit better than the Spurs because the Spurs didn't add anybody. I mean, they just didn't. So, And you're still stuck with old, uh, you know, really old, broken-down Tony Parker. And you got Patty Mills, who's a nice spot-up shooter. He's a nice spark plug off the bench type of player. If he's your main guy, I I don't know. Um, I love love Kawhi Leonard, and it's not even like I just like adore the guy and I got to buy nine thousand jerseys because I don't even buy jerseys anymore. I love doing it in the past, you know. I, I loved it and I wouldn't give it. I wouldn't give it back. I appreciated that time, but I just don't do it anymore. Can't afford it and don't really have the space. All that, um, you know. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Just just you know, connect the dots with all that. You can probably figure out why all that is the case. Um, it's just, mm, I I just don't think the Spurs can beat Houston right now. I think Houston would outlast the 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 Houston Rockets would outlast the Spurs. So I think it's going to be Houston and Golden State in the conference finals, and I think it's a rematch of the finals again. Oh bleeping goody! Can can you believe that? It's going to be four in a row. That's weird. Um, LeBron James is going to go to what, what would it be his eighth straight finals? That's kind of like crazy. Uh, yeah, it w- it would be, wouldn't it? Yeah. 2010 till today, 2011 till today, yeah, see, 1 through 8, so, yeah, (laughs) I guess LeBron James, it'll be one more shot at it, and then we'll see what happens, then the huge offseason begins, where, where is LeBron going to go, is he going to go to Vince's uh, Los Angeles, Los Angeles Lakers, or is he going to stay in Cleveland, I think that's a two-team race right there, it's Cleveland, or the Los Angeles Lakers, as Chick Hearn would say, Los Angeles, that's why I call them that, yes, um, because of Chick Hearn. It all started from that. Uh, 
That's where Vince, you know, and, and the, you know, every offseason you think it's the Lakers and back in the day the Magic, they're going to sign everybody. And then it never really happens. And then when it does happen, it doesn't go well. Like when the Lakers got Gary Payton, Carl Malone, and, and, and all that to join Shaq and Kobe, it, it's, you know, it didn't go that well. It started okay, it went well for a little while, and then down, down, down it went. went they, 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 they managed to get past the Wolves because frickin' Cassell got hurt. I think the Wolves would have beaten them in the 4 uh, West Finals. Vince Germano's going to probably reply to that a little bit. I'm, I think I've mentioned that before, though, in conversation. Um, but, yeah, uh, I don't know. I don't know how well it would work if they went there. It would probably be just fine, actually, because, yeah, there is no Kobe and Shaq. So that Laker team would be pretty fun to watch. Uh, if, uh, say, if it was LeBron James, Chris, uh, Chris Paul, not Chris Paul, Paul George, pardon me, going there. But we'll see what happens. Maybe he'll stay with the Thunder. Maybe he'll fall in love with the place. So, Oklahoma. But, I don't know. I kind of doubt it. <laughs> I kind of doubt it. I think it's going to be a little volatile. Yeah. It's the kind of stock that can go up up or down real fast. When it goes up, it explodes up. And when it goes down, it drops real quick. It's a, it's like a small cap stock with a small share structure. You know, only like 11 million shares uh, outstanding versus 11 billion shares outstanding. That's kind of like, yeah, other teams out there. That would be like companies like Microsoft, it's not going to move a whole lot. Like, you put $20 billion in the stock, it hardly does a damn thing. You put, you know, $20 billion in a stock with 11 shares, it's got to go to the freaking moon and come back about five times. So, yeah, you get the idea. Small bucket, put a little bit of soap in it, it's going to be very, very bubbly. You put a little bit of soap in the ocean, ain't going to do jack. That's the uh, metrics of all that. Sorry, I'm kind of in a weird mood, but then again, I'm always in a weird mood. Because I don't want to talk about who's going to win. It's the Northern Cal team is going to win again. I, I don't want them to. I pray, you know, Boston, Cleveland, Houston, even Houston. You know, I don't like Chris Paul at all. I don't even, I don't like James Harden either. He's just a dink, you know. I don't like him at all. He's just, he's just, blah. He, he, he sends the wrong message to me. He's very talented, you know, and, and I love his, I love the talent. Um, I don't have a huge problem with the little stirrings, you know, cooking things up celebration. That doesn't bug me nearly as much as a lot, like 90% of the other guys out there. So that one I actually don't mind that much for whatever reason. It's just, eh, you know, it's not bad. So, yeah, it's going to be it's gonna be the Northern California team winning uh, their third championship in four years. They're going to be like the Lynx now. Oh, they're going to be like the Lynx. Congratulations to the Minneapolis, Minnesota Lynx, the Minnesota Lynx. And they're not the Lost Lynx, they're the Minnesota Lynx. You can call them Los Links if that's your language. I speak English, so I'm just going that direction. Um, that was kind of cool to see them in the barn, even though it's weird at the same time. Maroon and gold with links around it. It's kind of funny. Um, but, well, hey, the barn, beautiful atmosphere. The links were able to finish the job this time, where last year they just missed. They just could not finish that one last. They couldn't make that one last shot or make that one last stop. Heartbreaking last year. But this year, the links win their fourth in seven years, and that's awesome. Props out to Glenn Taylor for hanging around before heading off to China to join the club to play uh, the Warriors in China. Um, props out to Glenn Taylor. Those of you that don't like Glenn Taylor, you know what? He's a better owner than you give him credit. So that was an extended second segment, I guess. I apologize for how things went. Now let's get to fan interaction. At Wolves Explosion, at Wolves Explosion is the Twitter account because Timberwolves Explosion doesn't fit. want to thank Levi and Tene Wilson-Brown, two brothers out there from New Zealand, for retweeting the show. Vince Germano, Lakers Pies Browns, those are his clubs there. He's, uh, footy, I believe, is the Pies. Lakers, we all know who they are. And the Cleveland Browns are his clubs. Uh, and he's also 
a member of the Courtside Podcast, a long-standing legendary member of the Courtside Podcast with Hank McCoy and Stu Benson as well. Stu Benson uh, joined in the last year or so, does a great job as well. Both Laker fans, though, so Hank is getting beat up a little bit with that. Okay, let's move on. We'll talk more about the courtside near the end there. Uh, Nick Simon. Nick Simon out of Australia. Thank you, man. He says, great pod. I think I think the comment section weirdness was me because I commented on that post but deactivated my Facebook recently. So you're saying how oh, there's a little weirdness, but he's just having fun. Um, he says, I'll comment here for now. Facebook in general is getting too much for me to bear with all the BS, and I'm so addicted to it. I'll be back, though. I agree. Um... Uh, Twitter can be better sometimes. In fact, yeah. Facebook, but then again, Twitter's got a lot of BS too. Maybe I'll just kind of keep quiet about that before I annoy anybody else. Mm-hmm. Yes, fetching. <clears throat> fetching individual following following me there. <laughs> yeah, let's keep going. That was, uh, yeah, I'm a bad boy. Uh, oh, yep. And then they up to A and... Vince also retweeted Purple Mafia there. It showed up in this feed. I think I I must have retweeted it on Wolves Explosion or something. Yep, and today was posting out the release of the green jerseys. It is official. It is exactly what they were showing. Uh, yep. Well, actually, no, it's not. It's um, There's a navy blue. Yep. The up the area up by your shoulders is, is, an, is all navy blue. It's not just a, like a black stripe. It's navy blue, not black. So the first one, that must have been a rough draft or something because it looked exactly the same. And then there's a white line across the upper torso, you would say. Um, not bad. You got Nike and Fitbit. Boy, the WNBA is a joke, though, when it comes to their jerseys. I mean, all you see is the advertisement. That is stupid. Like, really? Is it? Is it gotten that desperate, the WNBA? I mean, is Nike or whoever making that much more money because... because Basketball jerseys have, like, a huge Nike logo on them. Does that really build the product that much? I mean, or does it just kind of annoy people a little bit And because you can't even represent your team name and city and all that or state, whatever it is? I don't know, but uh, whatever. I don't mind the little tiny advertisements on there because, yeah, okay, Fitbit and Nike. Okay, but at least you still see Minnesota or Wolves or whatever. And the green jersey is pretty cool. Um, I'm not, uh, I'm not an opponent of it. It's not bad. I kind of like it, actually. It's a little weird. It's a little out of the box, and it's represented by the Northern Lights. I believe I talked about that on the last show, and if not, I will mention on the Facebook page as well, there was a video that that's where they came up with the green. There's this bright green color. It's for the Northern Lights. So I like that idea a lot. The Northern Lights. Very, very cool. Um, One time I was walking. I was in my parents' neighborhood at nighttime years ago, and I'm walking north, which is, you know, down the street, so it's literally n- down north and up south, that's kind of funny how that turns out, and all of a sudden I'm noticing, wait a minute, there's a green hue in the sky, and it's really bright all of a sudden, because my eyes were kind of adjusting, and damn, I'm at, am I really seeing what I'm seeing, and yeah, it was the northern lights, and it's just the coolest thing you ever saw, uh, so cool representation for the Timberwolves, bringing in the, uh, that bright green color to represent the northern lights or scientifically called the aurora borealis Ooh, yep i like it a lot uh that might be my favorite new jersey actually and we're not playing in new jersey it's just new jersey yeah okay i'm just messing around i kind of like it uh thumbs up thumbs up timberwolves on that one uh-huh and then you get all these all this other stuff uh that's it actually wow the twitter a little bit quiet but not a whole lot went on in that sh- short amount of time 
well, not short amount of time. It was kind of the dog days, like September, until the Wolves brought in Aaron Brooks, anyway. So, and brought back Shabazz Mohammed, and we did talk about that earlier. Both welcome members of the club here. Talked about that in segment number one. Facebook page. And again, all the information will be in the show description. The At Wolves Explosion for Facebook. It's facebook.com forward slash Timberwolves Explosion. So you get the whole word there. Look that up. Give it a like. And join the conversation. It would be very much appreciated. Uh, also going to give a quick shout out to the Flips Army page. Flips Army page. Also a Timberwolves Facebook page out there. Fan page where you in-game conversation, off-season Post game, whatever it is, you know, same kind of stuff as this. But you know, I mean, I I don't do as much in game on here. Maybe I should, but it's a little tougher for me. So sometimes I just join in that one. Um, wonderful page, Flips Army. Do give that a like. Uh, they're kind enough to allow me to post links to Timberwolves Explosion on that page. Trevor Wickerin is the founder, and I always give him a shout out. He's a great guy. Lives north of here a bit. Uh, awesome guy. Uh, often uh, talk wolves with him. I talked about, uh, I mentioned Shabazz Muhammad Green in principle. See a little tiny discussion here. What's going on? Ali Siddiqui says that's a steal, and I agree very much. Yep. Not surprised. I'm a little surprised more people didn't comment, but thank you, Ali, at least for joining in the conversation there. And I posted uh, another, yeah, I posted a little video about the Northern Lights. Didn't get any conversation in that one. The, uh, the story behind the, the colors with the New Jersey there. That was a Colorado Anthony Towns jersey, number 32, Northern Lights. So no conversation was added. I was saying how the Wolves added former, <laughs> they added, the Timberwolves added the former Timberwolves killer, Aaron Brooks, more than capable of being a spark plug of epic proportions. And he is 32, he's not 42. That's the good part. Vince Vinrock, Vinny Germano says, <laughs> I don't know, mate, I reckon his spark plug days might be over. Vince is from Melbourne, Australia. Nicholas Simon, there he is, saying, when's the, when's the new show, Joey? I needs it. And I told him I really appreciate it, and it is coming out really soon. And yes, here it is right now. It took about a week. It's about a week ago that he posted that, and so I was pretty close. I had a feeling it would be out about this uh, first uh, the first Saturday in October here. Tene Brown says, was a killer at Target Center. If I remember correctly, I'd take 41 games of that at least. Ha ha. I agree, Tene. A hundred percent. I like Aaron Brooks, and of course, Mr. Tom Thibodeau likes him as well. Welcome addition in Mr. Aaron Brooks, uh, former point guard for the Wolves already. Who looks? He's, he's got a little bit of that Jordan face, doesn't he? he? He he does. I think if he shaved his head, he'd look a lot like Michael Jordan. That's Chris Dunn. Just kind of the fee features of his face. He's kind of got that serious look too. He looks like Michael a little bit. So it's kind of interesting as as he wound up on the Bulls. It so happens. Uh, the article from Clutch Point says that Chris Dunn has extremely harsh words for the for his last organization, his last season with the Timberwolves. They weren't that harsh. Uh, if I can get this to cooperate, I'd like to uh, read with at least some of the quotes. I don't know why this is okay. It's one of these. Gosh, his quotes were: "I was in, I was in a terrible situation last year where I didn't get to play a lot of minutes." So coming in this year, and this was from Sam, Sam Smith. Yep, he used to write for the, uh, was it Chicago Tribune? Always been around. Um, yeah, I, he wrote the Jordan Rules. I love that book. Man, read, check that out. That's from the early 90s there, back when things were a little different with Jordan and, and the Bulls. They, uh, Jordan almost got traded, if you can believe that. And, of course, Scotty almost got traded to the Seattle Supersonics for Sean Kemp. How about that? So lots of interesting uh, background information with the old early Bulls. I love that book, man. He says, so coming in this year, knowing I will have those minutes under my belt, 
It really doesn't matter to me. It's been going well. I think the coaching staff is doing a good job with me, letting me know when I'm trying when I'm trying to do too much, but also letting me know when I when I do good, <laughs> keeping my confidence high. Going out here today, just play my game. Don't try and do too much. Try and get everybody involved first, and then look to attack. So it's kind of basically like Thibodeau didn't Thib- Thibodeau and him just kind of weren't a match in a, in a sense, I guess. Um, and of course, the lack of minutes. All that, so we'll see. He's going to be battling with uh, Jerry and Grant, Jerry and Grant for uh, minutes. It's going to be kind of like I guess back in the day with uh, Jeremy. I'm not making a uh, I'm not making a comparison other than it's just the minute thing with uh, Chauncey Billups and Chucky Atkins back in the day with the Detroit Pistons, where neither one of them was named a starter because back then people didn't think so highly about Chauncey Billups. I mean, I saw some nice things out of him, but I did understand people were frustrated with the. Uh, lack of defense, and then all of a sudden it got a little better, and the guy became one of the most clutch players of all time in the postseason. Crazy he only won one championship, but always, always in the mix, every bleeping year, and that was cool. Um, they also say Dunn isn't worried about who gets the nod, but again, they, they'll they get a lot of minutes either way, just like Chucky and uh, Chauncey Billups. Both of them kind of fought over minutes back in the day with Detroit. Little did we know, just in a couple months' time, Chauncey would transform into an NBA All-Star point guard for many years to come. I mean, Mr. Big Shot, um, man, Mr. Big Shot. It's like you, you you forget all the different names. I believe, yeah, yeah, he's Mr. Big Shot. Then there's Big Shot Bob, and I I think he's Mr. Big Shot, right? <laughs> there's so many different nicknames you get them all mixed up, but I'm pretty sure that's who Chauncey Billis was. Um, yeah, he says uh, Dunn continues saying both point guards both want to take on that leadership. I think it's good for us. We're not. We're, we're not really out here trying to battle each other. We're trying to provide for our team and get the most wins we can here. And today, I think we're both going to try and go out there and play our game. So, we'll see. Um, I didn't think that was that harsh. That didn't bother me that much. And uh, Hank McCoy is going to be saying the same thing here in a second. There we go. Good. Things are... It was an article that forced things to kind of go vertical. So, if you can get the idea. I like to have it horizontal when I'm doing this. A little bit easier. Uh, Wayne Hunt says, I don't think... That's, yep, Hank McCoy. Okay, look at me spilling the beans here. Yep, Wayne Hunt says. (laughs) I don't even think what he said was that bad. I mean, from his point of view, it probably did feel a bit of a bad situation. I wouldn't like it either. Uh, He says, I was in a terrible, yeah, he was reading, yep, exactly what uh, Chris Dunn was saying there, that he was in a terrible situation last year, didn't get to play a lot of minutes. And no, it's not harsh. I, I, I agree with Hank there. Hank Wayne, Hank Wayne Hunt McCoy. <laughs> uh, Hank responding to me like well, I basically said those type of words. I didn't think it was that harsh. Uh, and we ha- have a. It's I put it up here so we could have con- uh, discussion, and we got a little bit, which was nice. Uh, Hank says, "Yeah, that's cool." I just kept thinking from this point of view, a team drafted him that already had a good point guard. Maybe if, yeah, maybe if they would have traded Rubio away at the Ulster break and handed the keys to Dunn, he might felt a bit different, but he really didn't have a problem with anything he said. Yeah, but I didn't really have any problem with anything he said. Yeah, um, I kept thinking Chris Dunn was going to wind up as a starting point guard. Remember, I did the uh, uh, John F. Kennedy quote. I kind of said, I kind of did a John F. Kennedy type of quote, like, by the end of this season, Chris Dunn will start at point guard. And then it just never happened because Rubio went from very disappointing and lame and mediocre to took off. And Everybody seems to forget the lame start and the other years where he was just decent. You know, he'd have some good games and some not-so-good games, and the freak injuries just kept happening. And it seemed like a lot of the locals would forget that and then just only remember the last few months when Rubio was really, really good. And they just think that's uh, all a pa- that, that's all he is right there. That's him. 
That's who he is. Shut up about all the rest of it. You're a jerk. You're a terrible Wolves fan. Uh, we don't need your discussion here, you angry old white guy, whatever I am. Angry old whatever I am. Get Rubio, you know, if you don't like Rubio, you're not a Wolves fan. Just get out of here. Stuff like that. Um, okay, let's just move on. Fred Mithen says, I don't think the Bulls got fleeced in the Butler trade. We'll get to see who Dunn really is as a player this year. And I don't think the Bulls got fleeced either. I, I, I don't think either club got fleeced. Uh, Chris Dunn, who knows? He might end up being really good. I was kind of worried about the trade at first. And also the part I didn't like the way things ended with Jimmy Butler and the Bulls last year. I didn't like the season, you know, the the press conference after the game, the post-game press conference when he was saying, they asked Jimmy Butler, Were you, <laughs> was this a disappointing season? And he said, no, it wasn't a disappointing season. We made the playoffs. And it just, he didn't even seem angry at all. And it was just kind of weird. And yet, then when he comes here, you get the vibe from everybody that he, that's the complete opposite of who he is. Yet, then why did he say it? I, I, I don't know. If he's just trying to, like, sugarcoat things for the moment. Maybe he's trying to cover up his real feelings. I don't know. Uh, I guess he was. I guess. So, check on Visitor Post. Wrap this thing up. and give some shout-outs. Jenny Brown was showing a picture of Jimmy Butler, who's very gotten very bulked up and toned and all that. Uh, and I, I like the Jordan shorts there. He says, wow, Tanae says, wow, Jimmy looks to be in incredible shape. I hope the rest of the Wolves are following suit. This season could be a lot of fun if everyone is as focused as Butler seems to be. And yeah, the guy's got a lot of muscle on him right there, and the veins are just popping out of his arm. So that's good. Very toned and muscular, of course. And you're going to be toned if you're in the NBA. At least I would hope so. If you're not, you've got problems. I mean, you're not going to keep up, and you're going to get hurt probably too. Uh Lewis John Day says, go the Clippers. Hmm. I, I I don't know what he means there, but all right. Strange. I don't know. Hmm. I'm guessing he's not a member of the page. I don't know. Maybe. Ali Siddiqui posted dunkingwithwolves.com about how will the Timberwolves bench be significantly improved, and I think it will be, absolutely. And that was a good article. I loved reading it, and I encourage others to read it because the season hasn't really started yet. It's still very much something to read. Uh, Ollie, keep posting those if you can. Appreciate that. Uh, love it. And yeah, I, I think the bench has improved a lot, especially now the addition of Aaron Brooks as well. Uh, Luke Rasmussen says, uh, Luke Rasmussen says, a manifesto. It is my belief that with Carmelo Anthony don- now donning an OKC uniform and with the T-Wolves as good as they look on paper, that is a good possibility we could see OKC and the Wolves in the Western Conference Finals. I'm thinking, I hope that could happen. Um... I think one of the two can make it. The Golden State Warriors will get there. Like I'd be shocked if either one of them were knocked out in the first round. Uh, either one, uh, either one knocked out Golden State in the second round or so. I hate them with a passion, but uh, and I'm not a Carmelo fan either. I think the Wolves can beat Oklahoma City right now. I have the two facing in the in the first round, and then you hope for the best after that. Maybe you can beat the Spurs or Houston or. Golden State. Um, yeah, that would be amazing if the Wolves could do that. But right now, I can't predict that. Uh, one of them, there's a chance one of them will get there, though. Yes, uh, if the Wolves get past Oklahoma City, you just never know. Maybe we maybe we beat San Antonio. That's, like, crazy sounding because most of us always think of San Antonio as the team that the Wolves never beat. Wrapping up the section with Hank McCoy, he says, I'm sure the Wolves will work out the kinks, and if and if not, rest assured, Coach Davis will drill it out of them. But one thing is for sure, someone needs to light a fire under their ass for these rebounds and loose balls and... Yeah, that was during that game. Um, 
that was during that Laker game and such. Tanae was saying we're only one game into the preseason. If this was a problem a couple weeks into the regular season, I'd be worried. Right now, I just want the team to go into the regular season healthy. And yeah, the fear of this whole thing is that, um, well, I mean, the whole situation to me is in the preseason, sometimes you're going to see guys dog it a little bit in the preseason because don't, you don't want to get some freak injury like landing on someone's foot and a twist ankle and all that BS because it does happen and it happens way too often in every sport except maybe baseball I suppose but then again who knows yeah guys always turn up with Tommy John or something maybe they threw too much in the offseason this and that that drives you absolutely nuts like you're so excited for this pitcher or this third baseman and oh guess guess what he's going for Tommy John well, ain't that just spectacular? And then they're never the same, like ever. You know, Francisco Liriano was never the same after that. I mean, he was the best pitcher in baseball for a few months there. Came back, he's just average, and, and it's slightly above average, and then he's average. It's just none of that vol- uh, velocity was, was uh, back anymore. It takes like two or three years to even get it back. And it, I don't know. There I go talking about something else, but yeah. <laughs> That's the whole thing. You just hope and pray that these guys can get through things healthy. Uh, luckily, this team has been healthy. I knocked on wood constantly in that first segment when I was talking about all the players and all their 82-game seasons and 78-game seasons. And if that's the case, that's pretty awesome in comparison to the uh, last couple of years. It's pretty much every year with Rick Edelman. I don't think it's Edelman's fault. It's just just the way things were. I mean, Kevin Love couldn't stay healthy. Rubio, freak injury after freak injury. Um, what was the other one? Uh, Luke Ridnauer. Went down with a pretty nasty ankle on that doggone stupid Chase Budinger, too. Meniscus, and then he then he comes back, and he's just meh the rest of the time. And then he's hurt again, and he's still bugging him. And, oh, it drove me nuts. It was just frustrating as all hell. Like, you couldn't even enjoy anything. Like, here, here come the Wolves. Here comes the postseason. Make way for the Wolves. Not, you know. It's just whatever. Stupid uh, buck, uh, knee buckling on Rubio. That was just heartbreaking. You know, I'm obviously not ripping Rubio for it at all. It's just stupid, horrible luck, and it, and it, it's beyond frustrating. So, yeah, hoping for the best year that this club does get through the season healthy. And, um, yeah, uh, I like what I saw generally from the Wolves. Certain things missing a little bit. I mean, I think we could be a better rebounding team. I think Todd can bring that, but he's not an elite rebounder. Gorgie's not an elite rebounder. Towns is up there, way up there. Uh, but, again, you're not going to see your star player of the future going a bleep in the in the preseason very often. I, I remember watching that with Garnett because everybody would always tell you how Garnett would try 100% every single game, every second he's out there. But uh, yeah, in the preseason, no. I, I saw him play differently. So in the preseason, because for the, same, because for the same reason. I mean, you can't afford to have the guy go out. So it's just things like that. Um, I hope and pray to God that is a bit different. I think they can get better in that department as well, though, Hank. And that did happen in the uh, in the regular season last year a little bit, too. So we shall see. Hank McCoy, Vince Germano, and Stu Benson are the hosts of the Courtside Podcast. I 125% support it. You know, well, more than 100. Yeah, I 100% support it. Uh, do check it out on iTunes and Podbean. iTunes and Podbean. Podbean is where you can get the premium shows, all the Christmas specials, the major previews and all that. 20 bucks a year. 20 bucks a year. And I will be joining the, the uh, Courtside Network as well very soon, with this show anyway. And the others will follow in, in time. But this show is going to be the first to head on in that direction. I keep, like, announcing it. And then it's just, it's just, you know, it's a slow burn. But it is what it is. 20 bucks a year gets you all the premium shows. And all the free shows will also be on Podbean. And then, of course, all the free shows will be on iTunes as well. So I would have both of those apps. They're, they both work on Apple and Android. 
and I'm sure Windows has something, but um, there's Double Twist, which also works for Android devices. That's for iTunes, Stitcher as well for this show. But uh, I'm not sure if they have it on Stitcher. I wouldn't be surprised if they did. Most most people do. Stitcher works for both Apple and Android. Generally, though, like uh, Double Twist is one that I advertise, not for any reason, but just to get people to listen to the show. If you have an Android device, it works great. And, of course, the uh, yep, Apple, iTunes. If you have iTunes, you're good to go for pretty much, you know, pretty much anything, though, as well in the podcasting world. So massive support out to the Courtside Podcast, who always uh, supports my show as well. I'm, um, thank you again, Hank McCoy, Vince Germano, and Stu Benson. You guys are the greatest. Thank you again. I couldn't do it without you, seriously. And, of course, uh, the court, uh, the sportsstuff.com, which I've been with for, geez, it's been nine years already, hasn't it? Oh, my God. August uh, 2008. Wow. Nine years. Nine years. Wow. This is an old show. Old. It's the oldest Timberwolves show there is on the planet. The oldest show. The original, baby. There were some others that popped up for like an episode or two, but this one is the... This one's the longest lasting, you know, uh, man, it's been quite a ride. It, it really has. Um, so I can't thank you guys enough for your support, uh, all, all of you out there. I met the, the courtside uh, guys out there in about 2012. Seemed think I started getting more faces to the show around that time, and I couldn't thank you guys enough. But even before that, those of you that were listening secretly, quietly the whole time, thank you again. So... That should be about it. It's been a adorable, very fun preview to the season. I love doing these so much. Uh, I end up recording them in segments, obviously, uh, in terms of like different days sometimes. Because a show like this, you can't always do in one sitting. Because, I don't know, we have busy lives, two jobs, this, that. Uh, other people will tell you that. Several podcasts will tell you that. So that's why occasionally certain things may... Certain news blips may come out in between the segments. So just again, reminding you about that could happen at times in some of these long ones. But generally, the regular season shows are done in one quick pop. Uh, So again, thank you. We uh, Tell your friends about this show. Enjoy this nice preview and get ready for the basketball season. It's going to be a dandy. I, I really believe it. And just stay the frick healthy. Stay the frick healthy, please. Everybody, everybody, or at least most of you, continue that. So... I've made my point. I'm babbling now. I want to just encourage you to tell your friends about the show. Give a positive rating on iTunes or Stitcher if you could. I will give a huge shout out to you on the next episode when I see it. So, God bless, take care, and go Timberwolves!